spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy. All right, that one was a good one. It that, could almost be him. That was it Chad. It could almost be him. That was very Chad-like. Welcome back to the program. I'm Barry Markson. That's Allie Party. We are taking you up till 6 o'clock tonight. It's New Year's Eve Eve. And, uh, Happy boy, New Year's Eve, Eve. Thanks for being here. And uh, we are continuing to monitor the appellate court here in Arizona. We are expecting uh, the court to release its decision in the Arizona abortion case at some point uh, today. And uh, we will continue to monitor that for you. Stay uh, tuned to KTR uh, for the update as soon as that is released. Uh, so, Allie, we were we were talking uh, yesterday. We were preparing for the show yesterday, and uh, you were saying how you know you were talking about your drive and that you've always had. Uh, I mean, you're married now, but you were saying how you always have this drive to succeed and to and to uh, exceed at work and to do well and to, it, it, which was great. I mean, yeah. it was. And you and then you said you have a lot of friends who are, are in the same way, and you said something about how millennials. You kind of took it away from just you and your friends. And said yeah. millennials have this drive and and to do things. And I kind of, I kind of, well, I smiled a little bit <laughs> because I, I think for, you know, I'm a little older than you are, like, you know, five years. And, uh, but I think, it, <laughs> and now I'm laughing. It's not that funny. It's not that funny. Uh, but I, I said, you know, it's interesting because I think for folks who've been in the workforce a little bit longer, mm-hmm. the millennials, now we call everybody the millennial. So yeah, that's, everyone is, we're all grouped into this <laughs> terrible young people that recline their seats on airplanes, <laughs> all are, those things. I, I feel bad. I feel like I scarred you yesterday with the airport or the airline uh, reclining no, thing. No, because I'm still going to do it. No. Oh, <laughs> shocking. All right. But we were talking about this um, because I think for a lot of people, the, uh, maybe the next generation, what's the generation of, uh, uh, older than millennials? What's that one? We didn't, I'm sorry, oh, I'm quizzing you now. Yeah, well, Gen X, is that me, Gen I don't X? care, and that's how millennials yeah. think, right? So I think a lot of people think of millennials when we think of younger people who come into the workforce who don't work hard, who have a different mindset than mm-hmm. other, than, than people before them did. Yeah. As far as working hard and working overtime or just having that mindset of, I gotta get the job done, I wanna do well at work, I wanna do all these things, cause that's how I make money, that's how I do things for my family, that, you know, for, for whatever it may be. And 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 the people, I'm sorry, the people that come in, they're younger people, who's everybody's Mm -hmm. millennials, seem to have, and I I don't necessarily say it's a negative thing, although it's often seen as negative, but an attitude of, I want to work, but I'm working to do things I enjoy. I'm work. I, I don't want to miss things with my family. The the focus, the priorities are different. Well, and it's funny that you say that because I read this article the other day and I found it very interesting as a young millennial that is very uh, career driven, prioritizing my career path and all that type of stuff. Looking at it, it says that millennials are more focused on chasing money and dollar signs. Really? Whereas Gen Z, the generation after us, are focused on finding Finding a job that makes them happy if it doesn't yeah. pay them as much. So it's interesting. We figured this out. So so millennials, the ages now are mm. t- basically 25-year-olds up to about 40-year-olds that yeah. we figured out. Anywhere from 1981 to 1996. Okay. And then for Gen Z, which are the y- even younger than millennials, because I'm telling you, older people, everybody younger than them is a millennial. That's yeah. how it looks. And Gen Z is, we said, like 12-year-old to 25-year-olds. And, and it may even go mm-hmm. younger than that as, as more young people become Well, and it makes me laugh when I'm looking at all these different articles about Gen Z and millennials. Who are the Gen Zers? They have pink hair. They might have (laughs) shaved heads. They have (laughs) nose rings in between their nose, pierced like a bowl. Like that's that's the stereotypical Gen Z. Yeah, well, like like Chevy's a Gen Zer, and he's I mean, what are you, sixteen? And he's got uh, (laughs) he's got pink hair. No, I'm kidding, of course. But it's it's a it it is interesting. So, but that's 
it's fascinating to me because, and I'm not kidding around here, I, I will tell you that I think if you ask most people who are older than millennials, mm-hmm. they will tell you that millennials are uh, the worst thing that's ever happened to this country. Because we, they, they will, and, I, and I say that half in jest, but it's a lesser work ethic, less focused on work, not wanting to do what needs to get done to get the job done. It, and and that's what, not what that's how you're not you're no, describing yourself. Because it makes me laugh because I look at it in the sense that obviously I'm a millennial. Yeah. I know that I'm a hard worker. However, I know that I work different than an older generation because I think I know how to work the system. I know what I can do and how I can succeed and how I can climb the ladder. And you're not going to like it that I'm going to bounce from job to job to better myself. And that's what a lot of other generations, they feel like they need to be tied to this career, to this job. Whereas like, it's okay to bounce around and to better yourself and maybe go back to school or get a different degree and, you know, put those things next to your name if it's going to push you along in your career. I I don't, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And that may, and maybe that's part of it. Um, But I will say, I think people have now come, we, we've now moved away from the, the attitude of you get a job, you stay there your entire life, you get a pension and a gold watch and you die. I, yeah. I think we, we're all kind of past that for the most part. Um, but I think what a lot of people will say is that the younger generation coming up, and I'll say, I'm going to get in trouble, but I'll say this as an attorney. I mean, we have young attorneys coming up and the associates, these are the younger attorneys, the work ethic or the, the desire to work hard or the, the pressure that they, that I used to feel pressure to work hard. I worked my butt off when I was a new lawyer. Mm-hmm. I was working six, six and a half day weeks to the point where after about a year of working, the senior partner in my firm, it was a, it was a really good sized firm, called me and was terrifying. Like I'd never been called into his office and he calls me in and he basically says, you got to calm down. Like you're working too much. You're going to burn yourself out. We don't yeah. want you to do that. And, but that's what I never said. No, somebody mm-hmm. asked me to do something. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm like a senior part, like people have no problem saying no. It's, it's stunning to me. I mean, we, and the, and the more experienced partners will look at each other when we can't get, we ask an associate to do something and they say, I can't do it. I don't have, I don't have time. I can't do it. And I, it like boggles my mind that somebody says that. And that's what I hear from people of the next generation, the older generation. That's what they're getting. And, and maybe I'm not, I'm not even, well, I'm saying it as a negative because I think it's ridiculous, but maybe it's a, maybe it is a better way. Maybe the focus, the maybe the priority of work-life balance, yes. I don't think was probably as popular in a different generation. Whereas right. now Gen Z and millennial, they, that's something they are both very agreed yeah. on. However, we have millennials that are work obsessed, work stressed. Whereas Gen Z is, you know what? I'm okay. I'm going to take a mental health day. I'm going to call my boss and I'm going to say, you know what? I woke up with anxiety this morning. I need a mental health day. You know what I would do? If I woke up with anxiety, I would have anxiety about calling my boss, telling my boss right. I had anxiety. So, so it is, it's it's funny. The bad the bad news is it just keeps getting worse. No one's in another generation. No one will be working at all. Uh, but it's, it is interesting. And it, and it has carried over, I think, to other generations, including older generations, a lot of mm-hmm. what you're saying. We've heard about the quiet quitting. Um, which I think a lot of people will say is a, a lot of the millennials mm-hmm. kind of describing what you said a little bit where you're working smarter. As soon as I hear someone say they're working smarter, I'm like, wait a minute, what does that mean exactly? Mm-hmm. So you're, are you, and I know you're not doing this, but yeah. I think a lot of people work as little as they need to to get by, mm-hmm. to, to get exactly what they need to get done. Nothing extra. Yeah. Nothing, not even necessarily done well. Yeah. But what is, what is the minimum expected of me so I don't lose my job? Well, and I and think. And that's the difference now. Yeah. And I think. 
it was ingrained in me at a very young age that it was like, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. And I understood that, especially starting as a news reporter. It was, yeah. you're working weekends, you're working that 3 a.m. shift. But yeah. at what point? Well, this place, working here, it's like it's like working in a, a sweatshop in China. <laughs> I mean, it's just brutal here at KTA. And so at what point do you say, <laughs> okay, do, am I going to keep do, going on this path? How do I want to promote? What ways is going to help me? Yeah. And uh, again, like I said yesterday, from a very young age, it was ingrained in me that education was going to help me experience yeah. sure knowing people relationships internships all that kinds of stuff but my parents said it didn't matter if you're going to clown college beauty college you were getting some type of education i want to be there when you were considering clown college i think that would have been the fun conversation I probably could have been pretty good at it so you know and it's, it's interesting though and your, your parents obviously put this in you and i i tell my sons this all the time uh and i don't maybe they're lazy i don't know but i tell them this all the time well if they you, are gen z right they, uh, they're gen z <laughs> if you just work hard now, if you put that ethic in, if you have a work ethic and you want to do good work and you don't mind working hard, I think you're going to do well these days. Absolutely. Almost no matter what, because you are going to stand out that by itself is going to make you stand out. When I was an intern at Arizona Sports, I was I went to Arizona Christian University, ACU. Not everybody knows what that school is. They didn't have a huge, big, yeah. Cronkite school. And I was going up against those interns. And because I stayed late, I came in early, yep. I asked questions. Who was offered the job at the end of the semester? Really? Not any of the Cronkite students. Look at that. I was. Yeah. So I didn't have to go to the big, fancy, cool school, but I got to go to a smaller school. And it was because of a hard work ethic. I like when people call ASU the big fancy cool school. I like that. Well, that's a, sorry, that's, ACU that's is not always, you know, the cool big fancy school. And so, right. shout out to them. Well, very, very interesting. It was interesting for me to hear a different perspective on millennials. The great thing is millennials and, and uh, Gen X or whatever whatever uh, I am, uh, it's, uh, the thing we agree on is that Gen C uh, sucks. So, we, we've got, sorry, Chef, so I'm kidding, ever, I'm kidding. So, do you ever hear of the baby boomers and yes. what the kids want to say? Okay, boomer. Okay. okay, boomer, whatever. I am not Got a boomer. Okay, Let's boomer. get that straight. I'm basically a millennial, but better looking. That's that's really where we are right now. So you're lazy too then? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, gotcha. I'm, I'm like your level of millennial. Oh, I'm on the, okay. I'm on the upper... Age of millennial, which I didn't, I didn't get the the memo about not having to work hard. It's kind of a drag, but I do, I do drink better wine, so it all works out okay. All right, uh, that I thought it was an interesting conversation. No, it's, yeah, uh, and it, there's always those stereotypes yeah. that go along with any type well, of title, a, and that's a great point. Is that in every group you can't no, nobody nobody's the same. Everybody's no. going to be. Everybody has a different work ethic. The key is you want to succeed. Now it's the same thing. Work hard. And if you do that now, you're really going to stand out. It's mm-hmm. going to be something else. All right, that's Ali Party. I'm Barry Markson. In for Gatos and Chad. On the other side, we're going to hear from Kevin Christopher. He's standing by in the KTR News Center for an update. And then uh, New Year's Eve is upon us. If you've ever seen that CNN New Year's Eve show, uh, when they drink on air during the show, I'm going to give you an update. It might be a little different this year. Looks like a blast, but I don't know about this year. <laughs> that's next. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chat Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Allie Party, Barry Markson in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, Allie, do you ever watch that CNN, the, the New Year's Eve show, the Anderson Cooper and, uh, and Andy Cohen show? 
I might not watch the entire show on my TV, but I watch the highlights, the highlights. on Twitter. Yeah, and you, it is always good. Are you an Andy Cohen guy? Do you like him on Bravo? Oh yeah. Do you watch the Housewives? And no, the, uh, I don't. But deck? I just I, I I love following him on all Twitter right. and Instagram, and I love him and his friendship with Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And like all of that stuff, I eat that up. So they started doing this a few years ago. Remember, it used to be Kathy Griffin was on there with with uh, yes Anderson Cooper, and then that whole little thing happened. So. Uh, a little thing. Yeah, so Andy Cohen's Andy Cohen's been there for I don't know what it is now five seven years something like that mm-hmm. five six years, and and they're friends and they're so they have a really nice rapport. But the interesting thing about that show, and it's not just those two, they also flash away that they have other people in New Orleans. They're in New York. Yeah, they go all across the country. But the thing that's been interesting is that the on-air people, and these are CNN on-air people, except for Andy Cohen. He comes in special. But Mm -hmm. the rest of them are on-air anchors and reporters, and and they're drinking. They are throwing them back. Yeah, and they're they're, they're doing shots. I mean, Shot skis, if you ask them. That's what they call it. Shot skis. (laughs) And... It's it's interesting because you don't really see people drinking on air, either on radio or on TV, very often. It's it's, it's no, a pretty rare. I can't thing. think of another. We instance. had we had Mark Tarbell in here earlier in the week from Tarbell's restaurant, and he was nice enough to bring. Uh, I was in here with Susan Monday, and he was nice enough to bring us a, a bottle of wine and a bottle. You of couldn't wait until I was here. <laughs> well, I think Susan enjoyed it. I'll in, tell you that. In case you were wondering, I am old enough to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Chevy, so it's but oh my gosh. The, so the but I mean. Susan was ready to open the bottle and start drinking it. And I'm like, I don't think they would. I mean, I don't think that's allowed. I don't think we would. Yeah, I don't think KTR puts up with that. No. Here, so. But my point is CNN, it's so fun. And it's such, I think it's fun because it's not news. They're not well, doing a news no, show. And it's a New Year's Eve thing. What what pairs right. better with New Year's Eve? Champagne or apparently in Andy's to, case, Shotskis. Tequila, you know? tequila shots. Yeah. And so they're having fun. They're <laughs> loose on air. They really are. And but it ends up as they as they keep drinking throughout the night, they get Tip, they go from tipsy to sometimes drunk. Oh, it, it got sloppy last year. Yeah. So Andy Cohn, I remember seeing this clip afterwards. He went off on uh, the former mayor of New York City, uh, whose name is now escaping me, um, but really went, did a whole rant about how much he hated it. And, and he's literally right behind and, him. And nobody nobody likes that guy anyway, and he was dumb. But it was it was like, whoa, what just happened? Yeah. One of the other anchors, Don Lemon, he had like an earring put in while he was drunk in New Orleans. <laughs> it was It's the weirdest thing. Getting wild. And, and so anyway, this year, so CNN's been purchased now. There's been a whole merger with Discovery, and there's a new CEO, a, person, a president of news running CNN. And he had a meeting, an all-staff meeting, and kind of said, hey, I, I'm not a big fan of that. You're, and, and I get it. His, his thing is, look, you're our on-air anchors. You're our, you're our top, top people. There's a credibility issue here, and I don't think it looks – it's not a good look. Well, basically. yeah, and I mean when you look at Anderson Cooper too, it's like he is such a well-respected journalist, and be, people watching this on air, it's like it's, how weird is that? Yeah. You go from reporting these very serious news stories to all of a sudden right. you're having – shot skis with your best friend. I have to tell you, though, I think it's great. I mean, I, personally, I do, too. But then there's also that journalistic, moral, ethical dilemma of right. what's going to be said, should we see you in this light, all yeah, that type of that, stuff. Well, that's true. So uh, the, the, this new president of news, the president of CNN, he said, yeah, we're probably not going to do that this year. It was kind of a soft thing, but internally, I guess it was a an edict that we're not going to be drinking on air this year. Uh, 
and which I think is disappointing. Again, I don't watch it, but it's I do watch the clips afterwards. Yeah. But Andy Cohen has come out and said, yeah, I'm drinking on the air. <laughs> so I don't think Andy Cohen cares. I think his thing is, if you don't want me back next year, I won't come back. But, well, but yeah, I think that's, like you said, he's the guest that's featured on there. He's yeah. bringing that personality. Uh, you kind of yeah. expect it. So. so but if he's the only one drinking, that may not be as much fun. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's a little extra drama on the CNN thing this year. And, and uh, I'm curious to see if Andy Cohen drinks tomorrow night or not. And, and, and Anderson and everybody else will find out. Absolutely. I, I think it's kind of fun. All right. Uh, coming up, uh, Kevin Christopher's here. He's going to give us an update. We'll have an update from the University of Idaho uh, killing. A suspect has been uh, has been captured in Pennsylvania and uh, awaits uh, a transition over to Idaho on Tuesday. Uh, and then coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the subscription thing that always amazed me. Are people going to pay for TV? Remember when Netflix came out and it changed over from the DVDs uh, going? And you, you're probably not old enough. I was going to say. Netflix, <laughs> Netflix used to be DVDs in the mail. Now it's a whole streaming thing. Well, now it seems like there's 40 of these streaming services. How many of them do you have? And are there policies changing where you share them with friends and family and you're not allowed to do that anymore? We'll give you some updates. Things that are changing for 2023. That's next. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Gatos and Chad, uh, taking a couple of days off, but they're back next week for the new year. Looking forward to seeing the boys. Allie Party and I, uh, Barry Markson, we're holding down the fort. And uh, thanks for being with us today. Coming up on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And uh, I hope everybody has a very happy new year. Um, Allie, how many of the subscription TV services do you have? You know what I'm talking about. The Netflix, the HBO Maxes, the Paramount, the, the we, Peacock. The, there's like a bazillion of them now. Yeah, we don't have them all, but we have a good amount. We don't do traditional cable, all the normal channels. You don't do that? No. You don't, you don't have Cox cable or anything no, like that? No, no. I mean, we have Cox. You are. Strictly, we, I you're, am a millennial. a millennial. I know. Yeah. I was waiting for that. <laughs> no, we have Cox for our Wi-Fi and all that stuff, but we do the Apple TV. Yeah. We do HBO, Hulu, you name it. Yeah. But, no, I, I, yeah. So there's there's so many of them. And it's uh, and, well, and they they make you get all of them because yeah. if you want this if, show, you have to have if you that want channel. Yellowstone. Yeah. Guess what? You have to have two of them. Yeah. They're on two different channels. It's so it's so frustrating. Yeah, it really is. And it's so interesting. How do you get around that? Well, <laughs> I know, how, I know very, how you get around it. It's a very serious question. <laughs> you steal the service. No. Absolutely not. No. Uh, uh, so a lot of people do this, though, is they... Um, uh, they they share their passcodes, right? Their Works their registration. Smarter, numbers. not harder. See, <laughs> see you know what? It's a you reoccurring know, thing. I know. You know. You know what people call that on the? It's called theft. No, I'm oh kidding. My gosh. I'm kidding. Of course, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's no. But people do that, right? So it's like you're in your family, your friends. You buy this one, and we share the passcode, and you buy that one, and we share the uh, the yeah. password, and we everybody and, benefits from uh, it. Well, except for the company selling their services. They but make you know, enough money. But, uh, <laughs> you are so millennial. You're almost, you're verging on Gen Z now. Oh, um, don't insult me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is this is interesting, but going into next year, some of these services are saying we're not going to, we're not going to allow. down. Yeah, because here's the deal. They can tell, right? So they know when you're, if you sign up for Netflix, I'm going to use an example, mm-hmm. and you, you have Netflix, a real account, it's at your house, you're good. And then they see somebody else is logging on to your Netflix account. Mom, Dad, AJ, yeah. Alexa, Grandma, and Grandpa, and they're doing it all the time. They don't know oh, who, yeah. they don't know who they are, but they have all the names on the account. But they're, they're asking you to do it. But they're at different addresses, mm-hmm. so they can figure that out. They know where it's coming from. Yeah. It's, it's not like they can't tell. So Netflix, for one, is saying they're going to crack down on that next year, right? They're, yeah, they're going to they're going to put a stop to it. They're saying if you if if it's the same account being logged in multiple places, they're going to charge your account x amount of extra dollars. Yeah. 
I wonder what that'll do uh, to their. Well, I mean, it should be interesting. Theoretically, that could cause other people to now pay Netflix for the service. who They were getting it for free before. Mm-hmm. Um, or, because it won't cause, it probably won't cause too many people to cancel altogether. But they may, because perhaps if Netflix, I'm going to use an example. Let's say Netflix costs 10 bucks a month. Yeah. So let's say you're splitting it with three other people. So each of you are paying three bucks, four bucks a month mm-hmm. for it. Would you pay 10 bucks if you had to do it all by yourself? Maybe not. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. So it could be a little trimming of the numbers. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, and I remember when they made the announcement last, not last year, whatever, a couple months ago, and it was like their stocks fell like crazy. People were saying they yeah. weren't going to release their shows on Netflix anymore. Like it got really serious. I don't really get that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest now. It, it's it seems odd to me. It seems like, and, and and it's not a crime. I'm not accusing anybody of being a crime, but it does seem odd to me that. That people think I'm going to buy something and I'm going to share it with all these other people for free, and that that's okay. Like why why should my why should my sister, who lives in a whole other part of town, be able to be on my Netflix account? Well, because then your sister is going to get Disney Plus and she's going to share her login with <laughs> no, you. I, I get it on why, Hulu. So I, if you scratch her back, she's going to scratch yours. I, I'm I totally understand the 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 scratching our back thing between me and my sister and how we benefit. But how do Disney Plus and Hulu and and Netflix benefit from that when we should each be buying our own account. Well, considering even Disney <laughs> continually raises their prices every time you go to Disneyland, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're they're just fine. So you're justifying the the crime, right? What crime? <laughs> <laughs> Show me the evidence of some type of All crime. Right, let me, so let me ask again. You. <laughs> I'm working the system. You are. You're working the system. All right, it's true. You are. You're working the system. Well, and the bottom line is they know it's happening and they let it happen. So yeah. it's, that's why I'm saying it's not really illegal. But well, if say maybe they say, okay, you only get to share it with two or three people. Well, but really, why should you be able to share it with anybody? You're you're buying it yourself. That's the whole idea. Imagine you have children. Let which do, you do. Let me do it this way. Uh, with the, uh, and I do have children. I don't share anything with them. Well, I was going to say they're on an <laughs> iPad and you're on a plane and they have. You want to watch something? They yeah. want to watch something. But, that, but that's my family. They live in my house. That, that's I get that. Even up through college, I get that. But when you're talking about your sister who's 36 years old and you're sharing, you know, and your parents and you're, I mean, that's a, it's like you're married. You're, you live in a different house now. It's all adults. People do it with their friends. They do it with people who aren't you know, even related to them. It's a completely different thing. But what about like with music? Like let's say you download a song from I, uh, Apple iTunes. Should you be able to give that song to other people? Like you had to pay for it. Should I now be able to pass it out to anybody I want? If you can. <laughs> Why not? Allie, just, we're going to have a discussion about intellectual property law when oh we go to break. Gosh. It's going to be very, very interesting for you. I don't need to hear that yeah, right you now. You don't want to know about that? <laughs> no. You're, this has been, these Ignorance two days, is bliss. These two days have been very difficult. It was brutal for you. I feel, I feel bad. I feel very bad. Well, it's, it, this is a big thing, and I think a lot of these companies, they're looking at it as lost revenue. They're looking at it as... And again, not calling it a crime, but they, it's, it's in essence theft of service. That's how they look at it. Mm-hmm. That, that you're, somebody's buying our service and they're passing it out to other people for free who should be paying customers of the service. That's how they look at it. The good news for all of us is if everybody pays for the service who really wants it, the cost should theoretically go down or at least not go up as much because yeah. the company will make more money and they don't need to raise prices to pay for all the stuff they're putting out there for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what you're doing happens way, way more than certainly I realized. Um, at least among the millennials, uh, but it, us millennials. But it is, just... but it is interesting because my as my kids get older, um, I mean, it'll be more like this soon. I mean, my kids are in college. They obviously they're all we're on the same Netflix account. We're on the same everything account. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at some point, I mean, not, not too distant future, they will hopefully not be living with me. When and, do you cut them off? Uh, as soon as I can. Okay. No, I say that, but it's probably not true. It's it's. Uh, we were talking about that before. When when do you, when do the parents stop paying for the cell phone? When do the parents stop paying auto insurance? Never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got this all worked out. You got the millennial thing worked out. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I said, I know how to work the system. All right. All right. Give me your give me your dad. Shout number. out to mom and dad. I'm gonna call your dad right now. Seriously. <laughs> Married. Oh, yeah. I think it's time. Mm. I think it's time. No, not yet. No, right. I'm the baby. I smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm. Dad, what's your Netflix account? Seriously. All right. That's Allie Party. I'm Barry Markson. I have so much to learn from you. You're going to teach me how to get all this stuff for free. I that's, can help you out. That's, and that's then you can teach me about whatever intellectual, whatever property <laughs> laws of this, that, and the other thing. All these laws I'm breaking, apparently. I think you're better off not knowing. Yeah. All right. Uh, on the other side, we'll have an update. Kevin Christopher, he's here at the KTR News Center. And then uh, we're going to talk about a little, little end of the year thing. Um, the folks we've lost. We've had we've had people pass away. It is an interesting, at the end of the year, uh, you kind of look at who, who died and you forget sometimes. Um, so we'll share that with you. Stay with us. Uh, it's Allie Party, Barry Markson. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back. Barry Markson with Ali Party bringing you uh, the Gatos and Chad Show. The boys are back next week in the new year. Hope you're having a great Christmas week and holiday season and a happy new year to everybody as well. And uh, Ali, this is, uh, you know, end of the year. I'm, I'm not big on uh, end of year recaps. I'd rather look forward what's happening. <coughs> but I will say... Uh, whenever I look at the, the folks, a list of who died in the prior year, and I, I think I know that they died, but you kind of, you almost forget sometimes yeah. and you see, you see the names and you're like, oh my goodness, look, look who died. It's uh, it's a little crazy. Well, and it's crazy how fast the year goes and you're like, wait, that was this year. Yeah, exactly. It seems the uh, same thing happens at the Oscars whenever they run their, their in memoriam section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's always, uh, it's always kind of sad. I mean, you're like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Or some of them you don't even realize. So, um, Let's talk about some of the folks on this list. I mean, who died this year? Obviously, Queen Elizabeth, that's the big one, I think, right? Yeah. Um, but who else is on this list? Well, you know, Los Angeles Dodgers Hall of Fame announcer Vince Scully. I feel yeah. like, you know, I mean, he was 94. What an incredible life. But that, I, I just remember getting on t- on Twitter and seeing that, and it was just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, he just retired, it felt like, too. Yeah. he's but he, He'd been working almost his whole life at, at, for the Dodgers and doing that and just really, if... if Really, the best baseball play-by-play lie uh, ever in history, and just just an amazing broadcaster, and uh, and no question a big a big loss. It's uh, it's tough. Yeah. Who else? Well, for me, I was just telling you off air. I don't know if you had ever watched Ellen before, but Twitch. Yeah. I the the he passed away on December thirteenth. So his name, his full name was Stephen Twitch Boss, and you said it sounded like a fake name, which of course it sometimes. Well, maybe. Twitch is his nickname. Yes, it's correct. Not, his name's no, not but, Twitch Boss. No, but everybody calls him Twitch <laughs> Twitch yeah. Boss, and so yeah. of course he was Ellen DeGeneres' sidekick, if you will, on her show, and she, he was always dancing. He yeah. played the music as the DJ, and. He he had taken his own life and people were just like, how could this happen? He was so happy. He was always going viral dancing on TikTok with his young family. And it just really, I felt like that was the most surprising death that I had seen recently for a celebrity. Yeah. And his, his wife, I guess, has now come out and said he was really battling with depression. And mm-hmm. I guess it, it just, well, and it's one of those things him. where it's like, this guy looks so happy dancing. He, right. you know, 
always is going viral with those positive yeah. things, and behind closed doors, he's really suffering. Another one is Kirstie Alley from uh, you remember from Cheers, the actress, and uh, that surprised me. And, and the, the thing that really surprised me, she's seventy one years old. I, I wouldn't have. I mean, you always think of someone back when you really saw them on TV or in the movies, and to think of her as seventy one was was interesting. One that, that I remember hearing about just recently, Bob McGrath, and you may not know that name, but he was one of the founding cast members on Sesame Street. And yeah. uh, I mean, going back to the 60s, uh, when it started in 1969, and he played the show's neighborhood teacher. He was always there for the songs. He was on the show for like 50 years. Uh, and he just passed away, somebody who affected so many children's lives throughout his career. Pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. Uh, a baseball player, Gaylord Perry, passed away. Here's one. Here's one I didn't know. Uh, he was 84 years old. See the end of the year recaps. Gives you, it teaches you, you something. See that? You do get something. But he was the guy uh, who supposedly had a big spitball, and, uh, he, and he's an all-star pitcher. And... Um, just Taylor the, Hawkins, yeah, with the Foo uh, Fighters, yeah. that was that was a, that was hard, and they're on tour, and then it, it, it uh, that one was cool. Yeah. No, seeing the 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 way the band and the fans reacted, and then going and playing, and they brought yeah that. I think uh, something with musicians. I don't know. Yeah, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. She was seventy nine and passed away. Yeah. That was uh, that was definitely pretty interesting as well. Um, here's another one I didn't know. Gallagher, the comedian, the stand up comedian, um, who was used his, his sledge matic the sledgehammer that would break up the watermelons and all the stuff on on the stage. Now he passed away this year at seventy six. I did not know that. This is sad. I don't like doing this. Why are we doing this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're honoring them. We can, you know, remember them. Jerry Lee Lewis uh, passed away. He was 87 years old. He passed away this year. Uh, Leslie Jordan, who's on the Sex and the City, he passed away. There's, uh, it's it's sad. Bob Saget. Oh, yeah. That's right. America's dad. That's what everybody wanted to call him. Loretta Lynn was was 90 and passed away. Coolio, 59. Um, all right. Well, enough of this. My goodness. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. That's all right. It, it is good. sad. Bernard but... Shaw, the first anchor at CNN and the first African-American news anchor in the country. He passed away at 82. And Mikhail Gorbachev uh, at 91, uh, one of the supreme leaders of the Soviet Union. I will say that tomorrow marks one year without Betty White. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Coming up, it's the KTR News Expansion, 15 minutes of commercial free news. Stay with us.